Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. Again, officially, Merry Christmas. My grandmother is one of the most generous, self-sacrificial people that I know. I had just finished up college and I was talking with my grandma about our plans, uh, my wife and I, who were just getting married, to go off and be missionaries for a couple of years. And that we also had a goal of finishing paying off our college debt in those couple years. Kati and I had both worked part-time through college to try to make our way through, and she had paid hers off, and I had about $10,000 left. As I was describing all this to my grandma, she paused thoughtfully for a moment and said, Well, honey, I think I have that much in my bank account if you want it. I was speechless. I couldn't think of anything to say. That was like a third of my salary at the time. And I couldn't take the money though, because that was every dollar she had to live on. It's hard to describe how overwhelmed I was by her generosity in that moment. Though for her, this was par for the course. She had been that generous to me my whole life. But in that moment for me, it was this manifestation of, of feeling loved and provided for by the most generous, self-sacrificial person that I know. Church, on this holy night, in an even more real, intense, and glorious way, this is exactly what our God is doing for us. Just when we thought we were doing better than we deserve, as the saying goes around here, just when we thought God was already being generous towards us in our creation and preservation and all the blessings of this life, just when we thought he was already being generous and showing his greatness revealed in worship, we sang that in the psalm, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, sing praises to his name. Just when we thought he was already being generous and carrying out justice to preserve all that is true and good and beautiful in our world, for he comes to judge the earth, he will judge the world in righteousness and according to his truth. Just when we thought we were already doing better than we deserve, in this moment, God has given us an even greater gift. The prophet Isaiah, in chapter 9 that we just heard, said that we live in a land of deep darkness. Here, that all of us know a place surrounded by death and suffering is our constant companions. Many this night are sick. Many this night are estranged from family and loved ones. Many this night have lost people in the last year to death. In this place, God has given us a great light. Verse 2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of darkness, on them has light shone. Church, I don't know what darkness you've dealt with since last Christmas. 
Again, perhaps a loved one has passed. You've had a falling out with someone important in your life. You've lost a job or suffered a terrible illness. You might have an adult child who is struggling, or you might be struggling with an addiction. Perhaps you are one of the many who suffer from chronic anxiety that is a plague on our society right now. I don't know what the darkness is that you've dealt with since last Christmas. But church, it is my joy to announce to you tonight that a great light has shone in a land of deep darkness. Whatever your darkness is, church, it does not have the last word. God has sent a gift beyond our wildest dreams that will put an end to your darkness and to mine. A light has shone and the darkness cannot overcome it. He has sent a gift that will never leave you nor forsake you. There is a hope beyond your hope. There is a grace beyond what you can see, a gift beyond any gift you could be grateful for. And the gift is this. On this holy night, God himself has taken on human flesh for your salvation. God himself has come this night in the midst of your darkness. God has assumed our human flesh to take into himself all the darkness of the world. But being God himself, he cannot be consumed by it. He has come not only to live in our midst, but to die for you, to destroy death by death so that you may be free to live with him forever. And even now, church, you can receive his security, his peace, his strength in the midst of your darkness. God himself has come to live with us tonight. He has moved into our human house to take into himself on our behalf your present darkness. This is good news, church. Your sin your suffering, your loss and death this year will be transformed by his glorious light, his own divine life in you. In verse six, the prophet Isaiah goes on to say that this great light is actually a child, a son, a king, Listen again to verse six, for to us, a child is born to us. A son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Even more, this isn't just a king. Isaiah goes on to say, this is the very image of God himself on earth. His name shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. How can this even be, we ask? Isaiah answers in verse 7. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Oh, church, do you see how your God loves you so? He sent his only begotten son to bring his own divine life and glory to our darkened world, to our darkened humanity. He has united his divine life 
to our human flesh to do what only God can do, to destroy death and trample hell and Satan under his feet. As we will find out as this good news plays out, this king was born to die. He said on the night he was betrayed, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Or as many of us will know, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that anyone who believes shall not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the king come this night to die for us. Like the story of my grandmother in that generous moment that we opened with. Just when we thought God had been more generous to us than we deserved. He made the greatest offering to us. He gave us himself in the eternally begotten son. To save us, to save you, to save me from our present darkness. If we uh, have it cued, we have a slide. And uh, if it gets up there. We ha- this is a, a beautiful icon. We had it on the uh, church bulletin from the previous service. And we wanted to put on this one, but we really like this Renaissance one too. So you, you get both. But on, uh, in this icon from the Eastern Church, we were reminded on this holy night that the gift for us is the birth of a child. But this birth will lead to a death for our salvation. See here how the stone manger looks like a tomb. And the swaddling clothes look like burial shrouds. This is why he came to redeem our humanity in his own flesh. This king has come to suffer and die because he is the light who gives himself to us to overcome our darkness. On this holy night, this king being born is the hope of God's people. He's the one we've been waiting for. And it is my joy to announce again to you that he has been born on this holy night. And because of this, you will be well, and I will be well, and all manner of things that look so dark in your life right now will one day be well. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of darkness, on them light has shone. Church, on this holy night, God has taken up residence among us, so that your darkness will not have the last word. So for you tonight, I bid you to offer him your darkness. Let him take it. Let him be with you in it. Let him speak to you the hope that one day he will conquer your darkness for you, even though you might not be able to yourself, and in fact, precisely because you can't do it yourself. That is Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you want to hear how the birth of this king makes us agents of God's life in the world around us, 
you're going to have to come back at 10.45 a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> what? God wants me to come back to worship in his church on Christmas Day? Yep. Turns out Christmas, like the rest of life, is actually about the worship of God. But the good news is, it's the one Eucharist each year where you can wear your pajamas. Yes, even you grandpas out there, as long as you actually wear pajamas. <laughs> but tonight, the invitation is simply to trust God in your present darkness. Ask for an increase of the gift of faith in this king being born to die for you and being born this night in you. You are not enough for your present darkness, but the great light born this night will overcome. That is how you receive God's greatest gift, the gift of God himself, Emmanuel, God with us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And of course, the king born this holy night has a name that is above all names. Jesus, Yeshua, Yahweh saves. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.